episode two to check up with Chris Bolton. We got a bunch of good stuff here for you today. Of course, straight hoop talk, NBA talk, NBA draft talk. We got a bunch of prospects to go over here real quick. But before we dive into that, we have a special guest with us today on the podcast to help me go through the prospects and give plus analysis and all that good stuff for you. We have my boy Byron Lavender joining us. Now, Byron, he goes to Alabama A&M. He's a senior there, sports enthusiast, hoops enthusiast, loves basketball, and he also has a podcast as well on YouTube. You can check it out called The V&D Show. And his Twitter is also at VMLavender underscore. Byron, appreciate having me. Oh, no, no problem, no problem. Appreciate having me on the show, man. Hey, it's all good. It's all love. It's all love. Let's go ahead and get straight into things. We got a bunch of players coming up here uh, in the draft. More than likely. Some guys haven't declared yet, but a lot of guys have already started declaring. And, you know, the, the interesting thing about this upcoming draft is there really isn't that many top tier, just standout, can't miss guys. The scouts really mm-hmm. have to get their work in with this class. Yeah. Got a lot, had a lot of basketball that they missed. Right. And it doesn't and help that we get tournament not being, Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But there's definitely some talented guys in this draft class. You just have to just sit down and just, you know, kind of watch them and, and break down the film and stuff. But so the very first thing we're going to look at um, with us doing this podcast right here, we're just looking at the guards. We're breaking down the mm-hmm. guards right quick. You know, point guards, combo guards, guard, guards. Talk, baby. Guard talk. Straight guard talk. You love it. <laughs> what the league is right now. All guard talk. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't have a great guard, then you ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So the first guard I want to look at is LaMelo Ball. Out of Australia, six mm-hmm. seven point guard, six seven, hundred eighty one mm-hmm. pounds. He averaged seventeen points a game, seven point eight rebounds, and six assists. Just tell me, uh, Byron, your analysis on Lamelo. My analysis on Lamelo. Uh, he's a very good prospect. He's not really a. I don't think he's a generational. He has potential to be a generational type talent, but he has right now things he has to work on. But his strengths to me are his handling and, and passing ability for his size. He, he's one of those big tall guards that doesn't have to turn their back to a guard when they get in, up in him. He has good, good enough handles to maneuver on the court. And also, his I feel like his defensive potential on the ball with his long frame. Right. He's uh, able to get steals on ball and off ball and his anticipation like his brother Lonzo so that that would be double well for him in the league that's a great point you bring out there because I've heard a lot of people when they talk about LaMelo they, um, I've seen rumors about you know the Hawks should get LaMelo and, and match him up Trey and LaMelo and a lot of people saying why would you do that you know that'd be the worst defensive backcourt in the league but if we go back to when Lonzo was coming out a lot of people weren't mm-hmm. talking about Lonzo's two-way potential and his defensive right, potential. Right. And, and we've seen him blossom into, you know, one of the best uh, defensive guards in the NBA. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, LaMelo, he's come along with his size of late. You know, he's just he's had this, um, this growing 
uh, he's growing into his body and stuff. I think moving to the NBA, he has the same potential as Lonzo to be a two way mm-hmm. player. Yeah, he, I feel that. I feel the same way. And so um, I think Lamelo actually has a better better passing ability than uh, Lonzo in the half court. Yes, the way how creative he is. Definitely, I seen a play. Um, he did. There was a pick and roll out the short corner, and he threw it behind the back. Uh, bounce pass between two defenders out of the short mm-hmm. corner. I mean, it's stuff like that, you know, everybody can't do. So it's passing. Yeah, you can't teach that type of creativity. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do you have any players that come to mind for yourself when you uh, look at LaMelo? LaMelo, well, what I did was I came up with a floor for the player and a ceiling for the player. So, LaMelo's floor. Mm-hmm. I have him as uh, Michael Carter Williams, MCW. He had MCW came in, took him had a great rookie season. He kind of fizzled out. Right. He has Lamelo has similar size, sim- similar attributes in terms of handling the ball. And uh, if Lamelo can't put it all together, he's probably MC- MCW. Then his, I feel like his ceiling. This might be a reach. <laughs> this might be a big reach, but he could be. Oh snap. Penny Hardaway. Mmm, Penny. Penny talk. Yes, a less bouncy Penny. A less bouncy Penny. If he gets, if he has, shortens up, shores up his his IQ on the offensive end in terms of shot, shot take, uh, shot taking, <laughs> and um everything like that. I think he could be Penny Hardaway and, and run the offense as efficiently as that. But I don't know. I like that. I that might be a reach. I haven't heard that one before, but you know when you when you put. Give the analysis and everything and break it down. I can see that. I can see that. Now, for myself, the sum of the player comps I have, um, I feel like, well, I'll just give the floor. I think his floor is a, a big body Rubio. You know, Rubio. Big body Rubio. <laughs> a big body Rubio. You know, he can push the break. He can he can make all the passes. Because we knew one thing when Rubio came to lead, he could pass. Mm-hmm. We didn't know yeah. if he was going to be able to develop a shot or become a shot creator, but we knew he could pass, and we know that much about Lamelo. He's a great passer yeah. and one of the mm-hmm. best to, passers to come in the league in the last 10 or so years. And then mm-hmm. another player I see in him is Jason Williams. He has a lot of Jason white chocolate Williams. in him okay. as well. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With okay, the, flashy. Yeah, real flashy game, yeah. Stuff. Exactly, wants to get out on the break, get out on the move. And I think... His ceiling is a two-way Steve Nash. Two-way a two-way Steve, Steve, which is crazy. Ooh. You know, if if he reaches that ceiling, that's crazy. <laughs> a two-way Steve Nash. <laughs> Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer, and he got mm-hmm. exposed on defense. I mean, he, he couldn't help himself. Yeah, he couldn't help himself. Yeah. but he's a, a a generational offensive player. And if Steve Nash was playing now, we gonna imagine the numbers he was he would put up in this league today. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I think Lamelo's potential is a two-way Steve Nash. He's two-way Steve Nash, and I can see him. You know, I would. I, what team do you feel like? Um, if once we see how the lottery plays out and stuff, what team would you like to see Lamelo on? What team would I like? Let me see. Hmm. I'd like to see him maybe in probably Phoenix. Okay. With Devin Booker. Okay. That, that, Devin Booker, Oubre, guys, guys, 
Devin Booker really stepped up his game uh, on the defensive end this past year. Mm-hmm. And Uber is a pretty, pretty decent defender. So I feel like LaMelo could really fit great with that, with that system, being a big guard, being inter- interchangeable with, with, uh, with Devin Booker. So I like that. I would like that's, to that's a good fit, especially like with the fact that they didn't take Luka Doncic a couple of drafts ago. It would be nice to see mm-hmm. Luka with Book, but if you can't make that happen, don't miss out on Lamelo. If you have the chance to get Lamelo, take yeah. Lamelo. Um, yeah. for myself, a team that interests me for Lamelo is if Golden State takes him. I mean, if you, you know, what I'm saying like groom him up under Steph, that would be and mm-hmm. you know be the next coming one. One Steph, because uh, Steph is only going to be this great for a couple more years. Like eventually, his game will tell off. Really, you think? I'm so? just saying, like you know, he's getting a little. He's a little older now. His game will eventually tell off. You know what I'm saying? We, I think these next two years are going to be like the best Steph years we're going to see, and eventually be a, sl- a slow tapering off with his numbers and everything. But because I mean, you can't get much better than already being a unanimous MVP. So this is this is peak yeah. Steph we're seeing. And eventually, it's going to go down. Uh-huh. But um, it'd be interesting to see if they groom him up and. Also, we could see Steph play more off-ball. We could see LaMelo get the chance to be off the ball and, and hitting threes. Because a lot of the shots he takes are just that his shot IQ was bad. But if he gets the open shot, mm-hmm. he knocks it down. The reason his percentage is yeah, so he bad is because he just takes bad shots. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be interesting if that happens. All right, moving on to our next player. Very highly talented coming out of high school. Went to Georgia, played for Tom Crean. The one, the only, Anthony Edwards. Big 6'5", 225 pound guard. Problem. Average 19 and a half points per game. 5.3 rebounds. Shot 40.9% from the field. Just give me your take on on Ant-Man. Ant-Man, hey, hey. When you watch the tape on him and you see the athleticism and explosion he has with that frame and size, you just thought, oh my, oh my goodness, the things he does in the air when taking contact is ridiculous. I was like, who, this guy is Dwayne Wade. As I said, this guy is Dwayne Wade, Oladipo, and it's just crazy because didn't, didn't, I know Oladipo played for Tom Cruise. Didn't Wade play for Cream too? I think so. I think he was at Marquette at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. That's that's just crazy because like, man, this guy Cream is really. If you're a six four to six five two guard <laughs> with, a, with leaping ability, just go, just go play Give for me him. He's gonna let you do whatever <laughs> you want. His Lord have mercy, this guy. He, yeah, that's that's my one. He's definitely a problem. Extreme takeaway from him is his. Ability to play through contact while driving, taking the bump on the dribble and taking the bump in the mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. I agree. I, I I see. He's very athletic. For some of the notes I have for him, great shot creator. You know, what I'm saying like he he pretty much mm-hmm. whatever shot he wants to get, he makes happen for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. The only knock for him, I feel like, is he just settles so much. He ended up shooting 29% from three-point range this season. A lot of that is because, of course, yeah. you know, he's the guy 
he was the guy on Georgia and everybody's going to center in on him on defense. And then he just settled. He just took bad shots a lot of times. And so he his percentages doesn't really reflect the kind of shooter he is because he is a great shooter. Mm-hmm. But um, I uh, some of the comparisons I drew for him, tell me what you think about this. So I think his floor, his floor for me is Eric Gordon. He, because mm-hmm. you know, Gordon is a knockdown shooter. Uh, Gordon had some some bounce, some athleticism. wasn't a great defender. And watching Ant this season, he has the tools to be a great defender. But a lot of times he didn't move his feet. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't really trying on defense. Maybe that's just a a, a product of system and just standing flat yeah. for the line. You know, maybe yeah. he just he just wasn't locked in like that. You know what I'm saying? But. He does have potential mm-hmm. to grow into a great defender, but in case he doesn't, I feel like his floor is Eric Gordon. Um, I seen some Ola Depot in him. I wish he would be more aggressive mm-hmm. in trying to attack the rim because the Ola Depot is he's trying to rack, he's trying to rack you. You know what I'm saying? Eight ball, mm-hmm. like he's trying to get to the bucket. But for me, I think his floor, I mean his ceiling, is Bradley Bill. I see a lot of Brad Bill in him. Bradley. Bradley, I see Bill, really? He gets a bunch of shots. You know, Brad is a shooter, and he'll take it to the rack. Uh-huh. But that's what that's what um Ant is. He's more. He seems like a more explosive and athletic version of Bradley Bill because he takes a lot of shots, a lot of middies. He'll pull up from three point range. He didn't drive as much as I would have liked to see him do, which makes me think he he plays a lot like Bradley. A more bouncy, okay. explosive Bradley. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know. Bradley Bill didn't have the the type of handles to have the ball in his hand all the time at Florida when he was coming out of college. But we so, we seen him now on in the league. I don't know. He's really he's yeah. yeah he's he's been like that. He's been that guard. He's what you know what Ant was doing for Georgia is pretty much what Brad's been doing for the Wizards. So that's why I see for him. Um, who are who? Name some of your comparisons for Ant. Well, of course, yeah, I'll admit Oladipo. If he reaches his peak, it would probably be peak Dwayne Wade. But with the um, with the three point shot for real, I have right? another it's interesting because Wade Wade is shoot, but he I have a an interesting. I have an interesting comparison. What do you think about this? Well, I have Brandon Roy mm. and down. Uh, if 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 the if he gets more consistent on the jump shot and takes better shot, I'm seeing better shots instead of settling all the time. I feel because Brandon Roy also slash true, and he was a, he was a distributor as well. His his playmaking passing was was underrated. So he was more of all, and Brandon was more of an all around scorer than people give him credit. So. Definitely. I feel like Anthony Edwards is, could could reach so, be with Brandon Roy if he doesn't reach the wave. I got you. So he he'll be Brandon Roy, but with with amazing knees, great mm-hmm. knees. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got you. I like that. I like that. So um, let's go on to the next player I have for us to check out. Have Cole Anthony out of North Carolina. Cole, he had a very good mm-hmm. season. He's a 6'3 guard, 190 pounds, average 18 and a half points, 
four assists, nearly six rebounds. Mm-hmm. Are you still there? Okay. Yeah. But just give me your analysis on uh, Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. Well, the, the strengths I have for Cole Anthony, he, he's an explosive athlete, um, quickness, and a very good pick and roll scorer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I have for Cole Anthony. Now, his, he has a couple weaknesses. He is. His shot-making ability, catching, shooting, and, and ISO situations off the dribble, that could use some improvement. And playmaking for others. He only averaged four. I feel like yes, it's a little it low, low for a guy that has the ball in his in his hands as often as he did for uh, North Carolina. I, playmaking for others. I feel like he has a... Uh, I don't know if it's tunnel vision or he makes his mind up before he... Touches the ball, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. he's going to do with it. It's, it's something that he, he doesn't make others on his team that I much agree. better. I, I saw that as well. It seemed like a lot of times, you know, he did, once he had the rock, he was like, you know, I'm, my eyes said I'm scoring. Like, I'm getting a bucket on this possession. And so that's what it was. But um, he definitely can improve his his shot IQ. Took, took a lot of, you know, some bad shots. Only shot 38% from the field. Mm-hmm. Um shot 35% from three. He loves to shoot the three. He loves three ball. Mm-hmm. So here's some of the players that I feel like he kind of, he compares to. I think his floor is like an Austin Rivers. I see yeah. that being his floor. Mm-hmm. You know, Austin, he can, he can shoot the rock. Any given night, Austin could get high and have a, you know, a good night, but he's just been, he's just been a solid NBA player. So that's his floor to me. I also see some Jamal Murray mm-hmm. in him. I see some Jamal Murray oh, okay. in him. I think that's that's more realistic of what he probably will become, a Jamal Murray. And if he reaches his ceiling, to me, I think it's Dane. I think that's his ceiling. Because you see Cole sh- do a he lot does. of things. I don't like know if he ever he doesn't have like the Dane. balance that Dane has. But if he... You don't think... He what? Exactly. He doesn't use it. I, I need to see you use it in the game for, for me to say that's what he's on. Athletically, he's like that. But he really doesn't use it like that. But he's he likes to shoot a lot. Shoots a bunch of three-point balls. And it's similar to how Dame is. Because you see a lot of cold threes, he'll size mm-hmm. you up, jab, jab, pull the three. Mm-hmm. Dame is like that. Or he'll step, he'll be bringing the ball up court and just step into pulling a deep three. Dame is like that, too. Dame will jab you up pull up yeah. three in your face. Dame will bring the ball up court, hit you with an in and out, pull up three from deep. Cole's similar in that aspect. So I feel like if he reaches his ceiling, he could be a scorer just like Dame is. He just has to improve his playmaking. Has to. Yeah, yeah, he has to. He has to. Well, my comparison, I got a few player comparisons that are interesting. I try to think outside the box with these. Um, now, if he if he uses his athleticism, he's basically Steve Francis, the franchise Steve Francis. Um, and then I have another one, another guard from this, basically from this era, mm-hmm. Stephon Marbury. I think he plays more like Marbury, probably exactly like Marbury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. 
I like the Marbury comparison. Because yeah. Marbury was a bucket. He was a bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, he was a bucket. But then when it came to being the facilitator, he he could pass, but he never really worked on that mm-hmm. part of his game. You could tell he was a definitely. Just, I'm yep. just trying to get a bucket. Those are some very good, very good comparisons. I like that. I like that. Let's move on to the next player that I have for us to look at. Just talk about it a little bit. And that's RJ Hampton. He played overseas uh, this past year. Um, you know, big guard, nice size to him. Uh, average, he struggled overseas, only averaged uh, nine points per game and two assists. Um, just mm-hmm. give me your uh, thoughts on RJ Hampton. RJ um, I believe I think he's a he's a very fluid athlete. I don't he's not very I don't think he's very mm-hmm. super explosive or or anything like that. But he's a long fluid athlete. He's got good handle for his size. Yeah. I think he's like six what six four. Um, I think yeah, he's, he has a good a nice form on the nice form on the jump shot. I don't know. I, I just have to see him put it all that's together. Just, that's the same thing I, I was thinking as, as well. Good as I that's the same thing I was thinking as well. I like his shot. I really like his form. It's, it's, he has a nice soft touch, you know what I'm saying, on his shot. And to me, he's special on mm-hmm. the fast break. When he gets the ball on the break, oh my yeah. goodness. He, he's not Westbrook bouncy, but he's Westbrook fast. He reminds me of Westbrook mm-hmm. on the break. When he just gets out there and he's taking off, he's gone. You're not catching up to him. And his first step is crazy, too, in the half-court offense. Crazy first step. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. That his handle isn't all that, but I mean, when you're a straight line driver like him, you don't have to just have a great handle, you know. But um, mm-hmm. I think he he reminds me a little bit of like maybe like what we thought Dante Exum, a little bit of Exum with his game, yeah, just with his uh, straight line driving ability, um, and maybe I think I think he could maybe turn out to be like Reggie Jackson a little bit. I think Reggie? he has Reggie. to get stronger. He got to get stronger, definitely. But I think he that might be something he could pan out to be in, just because I really like his shot. Um, his, his he has a very nice spot up shot, and if he can be able to get his shot creating ability better mm-hmm. off the pick and roll and pulling up three pointers, I think he can maybe turn out to be like how Reggie Jackson, um, Reggie Jackson was. Mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson. Hmm. No Levine, it's, no Levine comparison. He's not that bouncy. He's not. He's, he's not that, that bouncy. That, that, is a, yeah. that is a nice, similar player comp, just with um, the speed and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Speed and mm-hmm. the size. But um, any other thoughts you mm-hmm. have on RJ? RJ, uh, nah, I didn't really. I might watch him a little bit, but I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't see too much film on him, so I couldn't okay. really. And, uh, on RJ. A, um, moving on to the next player, next guy I've I've started to fall in love with the more I watch his game is Devin Vassell from Florida State. Vassell mm-hmm. is six six, mm-hmm. uh six nine wingspan. He averaged okay, he had a, he's 180 pounds as well. He averaged 12.7 points per game. Doesn't sound like much, but you know, he was a leading scorer for Florida State. Florida State also had four players mm-hmm. average between 10 to 12.7 points per game. And, of course, he was top of 12.7. Mm-hmm. Five rebounds, 
shot 49% from the field for the season, averaged one and a half steals, one block per game at shooting guard position, and shot 42% from three mm. for the season, 47% from three during the conference, during conference play. I think mm-hmm. if you watch the film on this kid, he's the best defensive player in this draft. His his combination mm-hmm. of defensive IQ and athleticism is special. I guarantee in the next five years he will be an All NBA defender. He will make All NBA defense. I guarantee in the next five wow. years he will be All NBA defense. His impact on that side of the ball is crazy. And the only knock for him defensively is that he's 180 pounds. When you think of lockup guys like Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard. Paul George, mm-hmm. they have they're like 25 at least. You know what I'm saying? They have more uh, weight to them, more size. Mm-hmm. So that'll be something interesting to see if he gets a little stronger, a little bigger um, as he gets in the NBA. But I can see him being like a Clay Thompson like defender. He has the quickness, the, uh, the foot speed to be able to guard point guards and stuff. And so for me, mm-hmm. his floor is like a Danny Green, a prime Danny Green on the Spurs, who was a great defender, knockdown okay. shooter. Cause this kid, he 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 is a knockdown sniper. But he just didn't he just didn't wasn't utilized that much. I think once he hits the NBA, he could be unleashed. He's shown that he can create a little bit when it came to pick and roll, getting dimes. Um he was able to hit some floaters, hit some mid-range shots. He has a very complete game. But he's also that kind of player who could just step onto a good team and just be that role guy until it's time for him to blossom and, and mm-hmm. be able to take that next leap. So mm-hmm. I really like him. Just uh, how do you feel about uh, Bassett? Bassett, well, I'm actually watching the film on him right, right now. So, yeah, I, I like his game. I really like his form. He has... A really nice high release on, on the jump shot, and he elevates. Definitely. I really like that. Now, I haven't... Yeah, you're right. He was not utilized as much. He was, he's usually just sitting in the corner or coming off of... Usually when they run a play for him, mm-hmm. he's coming off a zipper screen mm-hmm. or something like that. Now, I've, I've seen a couple highlights where he's pulling up. I see the offensive potential, and I do see the defensive game as well. He's very active on the ball and very yes. uses his length very well. I'm not I'm not sure yes. he said his wingspan is six nine. His <laughs> wingspan looks longer than that compared yeah, it, to his teammates. He his wingspan like is six nine. He, it's, it's a little thing that he does on defense that really impresses me. Like whenever he's playing help side and he goes blitz he's never out of position. He's never he out blitzes of position. the defender who um the, the offensive guy who comes in mm-hmm. his gap, he attacks with two hands. You see a lot of guys, they attack with one hand trying to get the poke. No, mm-hmm. he's coming with two hands to take the ball from mm-hmm. you. We're getting down the break. Outlet, outlet, bucket. <laughs> I just, he does a lot of little <laughs> things combined with just having natural talent. And I just, I'm really interested to see how he pans mm-hmm. out. He is, he's the person that, he's my favorite guard to draft. I ain't gonna say he's the best guard, but he's my favorite. favorite. Guard. So I'm really interested to see how he mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. He's very, very mm-hmm. very light on his feet. Be that long be that long. Usually guys are that long 
usually take a long time. It looks like they take a long time to get the get going, but he's he's yep. very Which light, makes very it, quick. Makes him feet. even that much more of an asset on defense because you can throw him on your point guard. It's just kind of like how the Warriors use Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. We're gonna throw stuff off ball. We're gonna have Clay hold the point guard. So you can probably do the same thing with him. It looks like. Uh-huh. It looks like he can add some weight to his frame, mm-hmm. but he has a pretty good frame too. So he can he can guard one through three versatile and maybe some small ball Definitely. forward. That's, and that's weight. exactly what you want in today's NBA. If you can guard one through four, you will you will be an asset to somebody's team. Everybody needs a player who can guard anybody. And shoot, don't let them go to the Rockets. They'll mess around mm-hmm. and put them at center. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good luck. Got uh, the next player I just wanted uh, to take a look at is it's your boy, Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> from Iowa State. <laughs> he uh, averaged 15.2 points per game, big body guard, uh, six and a half assists, six rebounds, and shot 41% from three. Just Give me your uh, outlook on Halliburton. Halliburton. Well, I got Halliburton as his strengths are he's a long, wiry athlete. Very good athleticism. And he has very mm-hmm. good playmaking abilities. Very good. He 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 see when he's in the open floor, he sees the floor very well on the fast break. Very, very good at pushing the ball down the Definitely. Down I the see court. that as well. Just um give me some of your your knocks on him. My knocks. Uh shot out shot creating in the half court in nice situations and he's not in half court he's not very aggressive. And he um his strength, of course, he's now you talk about um Vassal as being slight at one eighty. Vassal looks like he's added he can add some strength. This guy looks very slight, Tyrese Halliburton. His like He's mm-hmm. he's listed at one eighty, I think, as well. But his one eighty looks right, a lot smaller right. than that. And and, just... okay. and one thing I I, I got um mm-hmm. that shot. He does have the hitch. He has a hitch. Yeah, it should do. He has a hitch. I don't know. I don't know. Hitches, he got the hitch. <laughs> hitches set are shot. either are bust or they're boom. That's the tough as a point guard to shoot like that. Yeah, I see that. I think uh, he has, like you said, he has great vision. Um, I just would like for, even though he's so for his frame, he's really not that athletic, which is which is something that kind of worries me to be on if you're going to be such a top pick because who you know um, coming out of coming out of high school, Sean Livingston was built like that, but he was bouncy. He was fast. He was bouncy. And so you and you kind of didn't really take mm-hmm. look too hard at the fact that he was that slight and stuff. But this guy, he I looked at his stats, he only shot 47 free throws the whole season. Every one seven free throws a game. Yeah. So you yeah. he doesn't really create foul shots. He's very dependent on that three-point shot and getting assists. So I think this is this is my mm-hmm. floor, some of my player comps. My floor for him is Kendall Marshall. 
which is tough. I, but you know, it's it's. I think it's very accurate because I mean, coming out of college, Kendall Marshall was a great passer. Great passer. He was he was a great passer in the league. He just wasn't mm-hmm. athletic enough. He just and the, and the shot didn't work in the NBA, so he just couldn't make it like that. But he was a great passer. That's just like Halle Burton. He's a, he has great vision and will make the passes. And their shot is similar. Mm-hmm. Kendall had that that uh, set shot and everything that got off very slow. The thing that, but for Halle Burton, he has range with mm-hmm. his. That's the positive. He has range with his. So if they can work on that yeah. shot, making it a little yeah. faster, a little smoother, we'll see if it translates. But he definitely has range. So, and I think his ceiling, everything has to go right for this. But it'll be just like how last season for D'Angelo Russell, everything was built for him to be that guy. And he was became an all-star. I think his ceiling is to be like D'Angelo Russell. That's I, he just that's that's the ceiling. I'm not saying that's gonna oh, happen, man. but like everything has to kind of go right, which is why I understand you being a little hesitant on him. I'm starting to feel that way as well. I think he'll be a good player, but I just don't know if it's gonna everything's gonna come around full circle yeah, for that kind of season to happen. Because look at D'Lo, he's a he shoots a bunch of threes. He shoots like nine threes a game. Mm. It's crazy how many threes he shoots. And Hallie Burton and D'Lo doesn't create foul shots. He doesn't get to the line at all. He's going to put that floater up or he's going to shoot a three mm-hmm. or shoot a little midi shot. That's this. That's what Hallie Burton's probably going to end up being like because he's going to get to the rack like that and finish through contact. So I think that's his ceiling. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this. Yeah, I got Halliburton player comp mm. as um, Sean Livingston. I can come up, mm-hmm. I can come up with two comparisons to him. I can okay. I can see that though, similar frame. Well, I can see. Yeah, I see the, the similar frame. One and once Livingston got in the league after the injury, he was a he was a he was a good athlete, but right, not a, a right. great athlete like he was coming All out right. of high school. So that's pretty much pretty much all the players I really want to hit on. Another guy I just kind of, I like is Jamias Ramsey um, coming out of Texas Tech. Uh, he he has a good shot. Um, but he just, some of the questions with him is what else can he do on the floor? And he has great build to be a great defensive player. Um, so that's another player I kind of looked at. Um, what do you think about Ramsey? Ramsey, oh, I haven't really seen that much film on yeah, him because yeah. we don't really see that much Texas <laughs> Tech here in Alabama. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't he's, he's have a shooter. I think he, I know he, he can, can shoot. out to That's be a solid player. So he's just another player that kind of interested me. Just looking at some of the guys coming up, but um, based off everything we talked about, give me your top five guards for the draft. My my top five guards. All right, you might have a little. I might have a little pushback on this, but I got number one. Okay. Anthony Edwards. Number mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Lamelo Ball. Number three. Mm-hmm. Killing Hayes. Number four. 
Cole Anthony. Number five. Oh, you got Kyra sneaking into the top five. I like it. I like Kyra in the top five. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Oh, he's because he's my sleeper coming up. But for me, I'm I'm gonna have a little pushback. My top five guards. I have Lamelo at one. Anthony at two. Uh-huh. I do. I do. Wow. I, no, I'm just I'm banking on the fact that I think Wow. I will say this. Anthony is the safer pick. Anthony is the safer pick. Like, you know, he mm-hmm. is pretty consensus that he will be an all-star in the league. But I think LaMelo, I think if everything pans out, I think LaMelo's ceiling is a little higher. I think he can, like I said, if you're a two-way, if you're a two-way Steve Nash, how much higher does it get to Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why I say his ceiling is a little higher. So, I have uh, I have Ant two. I, I, do. I have Devin Vassell three. I have Cole Anthony four. Okay, and then I have Kyra, Kyra Lewis at five. So okay, yeah, like and like Devin Vassell is—he's my favorite player out this out this list. Yeah, I, even though he's not the best, I just—I'm really player. interested to see how how his career pans out because I think he could grow into being an all-star being one of those Jimmy Butler uh, Paul George Kawhi Leonard types where you knew they were going to lock you up on defense but nobody saw this kind of scoring coming from Mm. Jimmy Butler nobody saw Kawhi becoming that type of score that type of dog on offense because Devin really Compares mm-hmm. a lot to how Kawhi was in college, where Kawhi was the man, but sometimes too he was just they they a lot they had some real good players. Yeah, he was a role. Good players on that team, and it they was have, a, lot have a lot of good players on that team. offense. And at times in the game, of course, you give it to Kawhi, but they had some they had some hoopers on that team, and you kind of go a few possessions like you know where is Kawhi, and that same thing happens with Devin, and then. Of course, Kawhi goes on to the Spurs, plays that role, that role for a few seasons, and then he turns into Kawhi Leonard, the claw. So I just want to see what happens with Vassal. So that's why he's number three on my list. But um, give me your sleeper player for the guards. Sleeper player for the guards. I have actually I have okay a main one, and then I have another one. That's the sleeper. I have mm-hmm. Derek Butler as my main sleeper player, mm-hmm. point guard out of Baylor. Was originally supposed to be at Alabama. He signed with Alabama, got there in the summer, and wasn't. Mm-hmm. I think he was on a half scholarship or something, something or another. He wasn't on a, on a full ride, and he was able to get out of Alabama and enroll in Baylor and be able to play the same here because the NCAA ruled him eligible. But yeah, he, to me, his Ooh. game compares to Lou Williams. He His offensive game, the handles, the jump shot, the creating off the dribble, the finish, able to finish in the paint as well, and can run the offense 
within the flows off, get every, all his points within the flows off. I haven't seen many mocks where he's projected to be just a definite first rounder. You know what I'm saying? I've seen plenty of mocks where he's like a, a second round type mm-hmm. guy. If you can draft mm-hmm. Lou Will in the second round, that's a steal. Oh my god! Like, shoot. So yeah, I, I see that. I see that. Straight up bucket. <laughs> if you go watch his highlight tape, it's just straight breaking people off all all tape long. It's ridiculous. People are just shifting and frozen. Mm-hmm. Straight cash and balance. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, Butler is nice. Uh, who's up, another player yeah. that you have in mind as well? All right, I have. Let me see. I have a couple players. Okay. I have, of course, John Petty. Uh, I agree. And then I have Miles Powell, senior. Mm-hmm. Over, of course, he's going to get overlooked because he's a senior. But yeah, Miles Powell. I think Miles Powell could be what. Let me see. He could turn up to mm. either Eric Gordon. To me, that's who. That's who Miles Powell could come in. Give, give you buckets off the bench, or you know, be a mm-hmm, starter, mm-hmm. just be that that two guard combo guard. They give you at least probably around fifteen a game, fifteen, sixteen. He is you a know, bucket. It's a guarantee for me as well. I love Miles Powell. I think he could maybe be somebody's Fred Van Fleet, like that. Might be undrafted. Okay. Might be undrafted. Okay. Might yeah, be a late I like second, that. I but like if that. If he gets on the team, yeah. you will find you will have to find a roster room, a roster spot for him. Right. You you'll gonna, know, you'll know, know why he's on watching the team. On TV, you'll definitely know why. <laughs> so he gets buckets. Right. Right. A walking he, bucket. That's his position. Bucket. Bucket. A bucket. A Man, it's crazy how it's developing because I have. I was told a story that he used to be real out of shape and real, real big, and he used to eat like <laughs> cheese on like everything. And he used to call him Big Cheese from where he's from. Exactly, like, man. Exactly. He's trying to be like that. Man, he's, That's crazy. He's nice. He's very tough, you know. And the fact that, like you said earlier, he's a senior, so I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to look, you know. These guys don't like drafting seniors, and I also like you bringing up John Petty because you know he's mm-hmm. a sniper. He's Yes, I think John Petty is top three, maybe even top shooter in the draft, in this year's draft, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, He's underrated defensively. Sometimes he can get caught out of position, but when he's locked in defensively, he's a very good defender and can rebound for his size. He's a bigger guard, Mm 6'6". He's listed at 180. Probably has to ask for strength. But he's very strong for he's very strong for his size. He's got players in the post before. He was actually leading Alabama in rebounding this season before um, you know everything got cut short. But um, I have a few comps for him when he he just learned how to really create mm-hmm. off the dribble within maybe three to four dribbles in college. I can mm-hmm. I, I really see. Buddy Hill, mm-hmm, or maybe mm-hmm. like a like an Allen Houston type shooter, or their their main 
part of their, their game is shooting, mm-hmm. but they can I, I can see that. I can see that. Allen Houston, that's a nice, that's a nice little player comp right there. My, not too many people know about Allen Houston. Allen Houston was tough on the Knicks. Yeah, very tough, very tough. Now, if he if he booms, his Woo. ceiling is probably Woo. a modern Reggie Miller. Woo. If he booms. That's, I'm giving him that ceiling. I'm, wow. I'm going there. I'm going there. Man, dog. Yeah. Second round pick, if you get that. Man. Second round pick. Okay. I mean, he is. I've, I've watched JP. Yeah. His shot That's is. That's what he suggested. When he's on, he's one of the five best shooters in the country. When he is on, he is on. There ain't no if ands, buts about yeah. it. If he knocks down one and then you leave him open the next shot, you can guarantee that one's going in. And you leave him open again, you can guarantee that one's going in too. He gets buckets, so he can get busy. So, um, moving on from sleepers, give me some of the guys you feel like are overhyped. A little, little too talked about. Their their projections just a little too high for you. You just ain't seeing it. Mm. <laughs> well, we have to go back to our guy, Tyrese Halliburton. He's projected a lottery pick, and I, I don't see, see lottery from him. Um, I, yeah, another guy, yeah. the Frenchman, Theo Maladin. I, I mean, I can see why people, then I can see why I'll take him that, that high in the first round, but he's projected the first round as well. And I'm just like, I I see it, but then he's just not. He just disappears a lot. He disappears. I know it's overseas, and you got to play with the team role and, and you know play within the system. But he has the ball a lot in his hands for that team he plays for, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I see a lot mm-hmm. of force. He forces things a lot mm-hmm. when it's not there. And if you don't have just, a feel, I, for I don't the think game, his feel for the game is it's going. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You, you have to be just uber athletic to make up for not having the feel for the game and even then that doesn't that just doesn't do it all the time um some players like russell westbrook he grew to have a feel for the game he didn't have the feel coming out but he definitely had the athleticism and then once he got once he learned to get the feel Mm -hmm. for the game we got what we got now we got russell so i think for me the the hype guy is is Mm -hmm. killing Hayes. Killing these, I just don't I, like him. Don't like I see some box where he's after Lamelo and Ant. He's being like the next pick. I see. I seen some mocks with him going like before Wiseman. Woo! I just that's why I got him as third guard. Yep. He is skilled. I I give him that. He is skilled. He's very crafty. He, he makes layups happen at the rim. Once he gets to the rim, he's making something happen, whether it's a Euro or he's bouncing off the guy, taking the contact and finishing. I have questions about his shot moving forward. Um, He has a pretty shot, but I just don't... It's not very fast, and I just don't know if he'll be able to create this separation for his shot against NBA defenders. That's the question mark I have. And I don't want to draft a guy as a third guard in the draft exactly. if I have questions about 
his possible shot creating against NBA defenders. You know what I'm saying? So I'm that's that's him and of course mm, interesting. I like Hallie Burton. Mm. I really do, but when you when you look at just when you start looking at everything uh, and all these the yeah. other guys in the draft <laughs> and him being projected as he's another guy who some people have his third guard taken. You know what I'm saying? I've seen some mocks where they'll, they'll have Melo, Anthony Edwards, wow. and you have mm-hmm. your Wiseman, your Okoru, um, those guys get taken. Then you have Halle Burton taken as the next guard over um, some of the other people we've mentioned. And so, I for me, he's somebody who's a little too hyped as well. Hmm, interesting. But I want to go back to this killing the haze. I have his player comp to be going Dragon, mm. D'Angelo Russell. Mm. I can see his ceiling being being D'Angelo Russell. It, it, there is some Russell to his game with the fact that I seen him knock down a lot of the the mid range shots coming off the pick and roll, um, and very crafty at the rim. Because uh, D'Lo mm-hmm. D'Lo is crafty too whenever he drives. He has no choice but to be because he's not very athletic. So he has to be crafty whenever he finishes at the rim. But um, that Dragic comparison is probably mm-hmm. that's it right there. If everything pans out for him, I can see him being like Goran Dragic. But I just don't know about. I'm just not that high on his ceiling. I, I don't know if he's going to end up being like uh, a Russell, a better finishing Russell. But I can I can see things working out to where he becomes Dragic. That's that's his. Deal. I'm not I'm not that big on him. And you like Tino Mobley too. Okay. okay. Some some interesting comps right there. Now, um, that's pretty much all I have lined up for us to talk about. We done talked about our top five, gave sleepers, overhyped guys, and broke down the players and stuff. Now we just need the draft to happen. I don't know. And <laughs> honestly, it's I don't know when we're going to have it. Yeah. You know, we got to see how all yeah. this stuff plays out. Right. I, right. I hope we have it. And we'll see sometime how everything in the pans summer. out. Maybe the, the draft might end up getting pushed back. We'll see. I hope not. But it's. Yeah, like, this, this, it's, it's a lot of stuff yeah. going on right now. I hope Just not with, neither. You know, the it, whole it probably will situation be. And everything. Athletics being put on halt, no sports going on. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how everything pans out. But moving forward, we'll do this again, uh, Byron. We're gonna talk about some, some forwards, look at the forwards, and give a breakdown on those mm-hmm. guys. Do the same well, spiel, top five forwards. Um, we'll throw in we'll throwing centers too. We'll just you know say digs. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know how the league is now. Forward Ain't no center. real true centers big. out here anymore. And if you're big, you're playing the four to five. Yeah. More than likely a five because they're trying to have a wing at the four. So we'll just break down all the big guys and um, the forwards and stuff yeah. and give our whole nine on those players the next time we do this. But I appreciate you, your uh, analysis, your expertise today, Byron. Oh yeah, most definitely. We had fun, great time. Uh, you know it. This again, I appreciate you guys listening. Everybody taking in the pod. Thank you. We'll do this again here in the next week.
But for now, signing off is Chris Bolden with the checkup with Chris Bolden. This was Byron Lavender. Holla. Again, I appreciate Byron hopping on the show, giving his analysis for us. Now, something I want to do moving forward at the end of every episode, play a little track for y'all. Might be a song that's popping, that's big time. Might be somebody on the come up. But for today's show, we're going to end things with Big Moochie Great. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh.